for tonight. The Cheryl Reeves Show is the Lindsey Whalen Show. Uh, one of my favorite human beings is subbing in for one of my favorite human beings. It's a pretty good deal for me. Thank you so much for being here, Lindsey. It's, it's great to see you. It's been too long. Thank you for bringing so many supporters. Thank you all for being here. We do appreciate it. Uh, this is part of the TalkNorth.com podcast network. I'll tell you about all that stuff later. First of all, how you doing? I'm good. It's uh, probably a couple years since we've seen each other. Is it? You, I mean, yeah. Really? COVID, all that. I guess that's... I mean, uh, maybe on a Zoom, but no, in person, that's true. In person this is that's probably right. like a couple years yeah, from like once a right. week for however long. I know, and, or more. You know, some sit-downs before the Olympics and things like that. And chasing you around the fun. world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I to, still remember the that time we... was like we... two years since we've been able to hang out. Boy. You know, I guess I, my brain is I, just kind I, of see, shut off when it comes to that socializing. I'm just that, mem- that memorable <laughs> that you just, you know... No, I, I think I would remember. Uh, well, let's, let's get back to better times where I can go to your games and we can, we can socialize a little bit Sounds more. Sounds good. Uh, so tell, how's the program do- going? So um, we're in the last week of October, which is like our, you know, we're on the, the Cheryl Reeve show. So it's like May of the WNBA where it's training camp. So we're nearing the end of that, that month. We've had now, I guess, seven weeks since school has started where we've been going pretty much, you know, seven weeks straight. Uh, end of September, we get to where we go to 20 hours a week. So we're going 20 hours a week, most weeks, six days a week, um, sometimes five, depending on kind of how people are feeling and what, what we have going on. So we're kind of nearing that end point. We play, um, you know, two weeks from today, two weeks from tonight, we have our first regular season home game. Uh, this weekend we have an exhibition, so it's so the page is is turning towards the season, and so Sunday will be the first time since two th- when at whenever uh, whenever it was that COVID started since we've had fans at Williams Arena for for a game this Sunday. It's been two you know let's say two years, let's just say two years, eighteen months, whatever it is. We've we have some sophomores that have been with us for essentially two years that have never played in front of fans. And so I, I, I think our staff, we're thrilled that they're going to have that experience of playing in front of fans, friends, family, all of those things. Um, you know, the cardboard cutouts were great. It's a good idea. Just, you know, they didn't, they didn't exactly cut it. So uh, we're excited for, for that. And it's been a really good fall. It's been a really good training camp, if you will. This group is a lot of fun to be around. Uh, we, we've had some really good days, some really good weeks seen a lot of progress so so now it's it's time to go and play against some other people and and I know the team is is really excited about that and um, as well as you know competing on the floor academically we've done really well and um, you know we're at that kind of midterm point of the semester too where there, there's a lot going on and we've, we've talked a lot with our with our players that last year it was come to the gym and then you go home and your classes on Zoom and or Google Classrooms, whatever, right? And so now this year there's, we're back in classes. We're back, obviously we're still practicing back in-person classes. There's more throughout campus. There's, you can go to football games, volleyball games, soccer matches, um, where there's just, there's more pulls. And so just really, you know, continuing to be mindful of that I think is really big for us. But it's been, like I said, it's a fun group to be around. Um, We'll be battle-tested, no doubt. We have a very hard non-conference schedule, but uh, I'm excited about this group and, and what we're doing. If you had to play key games during your career in front of empty 
stands? What have it affected you, or, or how would it affected you? Um, yeah, I, it's 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 hard to say. I, I you know because especially when you're at home, it's such it's such a factor when you get going. Uh, you know whether it's the NCAA tournament games at Williams Arena, big time Big Ten games, or finals, whether it was in Connecticut or or with the Lynx. Um, there's something to that where there's just a little bit of extra that just, you know, like last year just wasn't, wasn't there. So it's hard to say. I'm glad I never had to experience it as a player. And I'm, so I'm thankful that, that we get things back to closer to normal for this year for, for us to have that full experience. You know, uh, as someone who goes to all the games professionally, I don't go to a ton of games as a fan. And probably one of the, my best fan experiences was taking my daughters to Williams Arena to see big games uh, during your last two years there. That was, that was just a blast. So I'm hoping we get back to those, those kind of crowds. I agree. I agree. Me, me too. And it's something that we, you know, are working towards and been working for since we got here for, for all the, you know, the times in practice and, and the years of just, you know, building. Then last year obviously was, you know, was, was tough, but um, there's nothing by like the way, it. Yeah. And by the way, I wasn't trying to say that you hadn't gotten there. I meant, I just mean that fan, having the fan experience for a, a big-time basketball game, it's just a blast. And at Williams Arena, like you said, yeah. it's, there's, there's nothing like it, whether it's some of those games, Penn State, Iowa, uh, those are some great ones back in the day, Purdue. Just to, to, to have that back, to have that for our, our student-athletes is going to be really cool, that's for sure. Yeah. We are live at Pizza Luce downtown. We're doing a lot of live shows at the Pizza Luce's around town these days. We've been doing chin music at the Eden Prairie Pizza Luce. You know where the downtown location is. It's right by Target failed right by target center great place to come before games after games they're also hiring and offering uh, signing bonuses to people who hire on with them right now great pizza great salad great stuff to drink thank you all for being here tonight we do have a microphone there if any of you would like to ask Lindsay a question feel free we're also going to have carly up later uh, and just feel invited to come up and ask a question at any point this is a, a loose show uh, you can you don't feel bad about interrupting us. Thank you also to Glory Ramsey for coming out. She helps promote the network and the show. We always appreciate her support, along with Rudy Luther Toyota, All Energy Solar, Solar uh, My Realtor, Cara Quinn, and Glory's operation, Successful Marketing Group, SuccessfulMarketingGroup.com. I want to thank two key members of the Talk North organization, Brandon Morton, who's producing this show, produces almost all the shows, has produced pretty much every show we've ever done, and Karen Cleary, our longtime uh, sales executive. So, what is coaching like? Because you had not coached before you took this job. Mm -hmm. it, is it difficult to step in and learn how to be a head coach while you're being a head coach? Uh, you know, you're always learning, that's for sure. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of lessons. Um, you know, thankfully, um, I had a lot of great coaches um, throughout my career. Uh, one of them who's here uh, today, uh, Coach T., um, big round of applause for Coach T. Uh, yep. um, I was fortunate to play for play for the best, and so I got to learn from from my. I mean, I had I had three coaches during in my college career. It's it's funny. I had three coaches in my college career, and then I had let's say three coaches if you include national team with with Gino with uh, with Coach T and Cheryl. I, so three at my three during my four years at the U. And then I have three my whole professional career, but I got to learn from from the best. And so there's some there's things that I take from all of the all of my coaches that 
I implement into like my style and you make it your own, you make it your own style, but, but there's certain things that you take from, from everybody that's kind of molded you. And so, uh, even, even some of my overseas coaches and overseas drills and things like that, it's, there's, there's certain aspects of that as well that kind of help you and you go back to different times as a, as a player and, and lean on that. And so, um, so yeah, you're just, I transitioned really quick. Um, there was, <laughs> I was playing and coaching at the same time and, now we're just, I say, now I'm just, you know, on a different seat in the bus uh, than, I, than when I was playing. And, but you're like, every day you go to the gym, it's a, it's a great day, no matter what. Do we get to go to the gym? Even the days where, you know, it didn't go your way or, uh, you know, could have been better. You're, you know, you're still like breaking down film and just helping, um, helping players to get better. And I, I think the really cool thing about coaching in college is you're, you're a part of, um, young women's lives it's such a such a fun time of life you know you're you're just graduated high school you're in college you have the you have your whole life in front of you and so I think that that keeps you optimistic and keeps you really um, you know grounded a lot of times but they're at such fun points of their lives that it's so fun to be a part of that and a part of their journey so um, yeah it's been it's been a lot of fun um, you know it's just like through the ups and downs and all that there's still like every day you get to go to the gym is the day that I look forward to so it's been it's been a fun ride so far one thing Cheryl Reeves always described to me is that you know as a player and sometimes even a little bit as an assistant coach you do your work you go home head coach you never really leave it behind do you find that to be true yeah you know you try to find your 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 pockets and things and took the dogs for two mile walk today so got out got some fresh air and I think I had like 10 things. I, I texted Carly um, or Shimmy <laughs> or Kelly right after because, because yeah, it's just, it's, but it's what it is, you know, it's just a part of you and it's a part of, uh, you have to take time to, to shut it off at times, but it's, it's what we love to do. It's, we love to be in the gym and, and how can we, we're competitive. So how can we win and, and how can we continue to develop our, develop our players? So, um, so yeah, it's, it's not something that you, when you love to do it, you don't really ever want to necessarily like turn it, turn it off. You know, you're watching, there's, you know, I think a doubleheader tonight, uh, NBA wise. And I know there's a huge women's soccer game too. So I'm going to go with the split screen at home Mm -hmm. and watch, but you never know if you pick up a play that might be really good for your team or a defense, you know, concept that might, that might work. And so, um, so yeah, it's when, when you're doing that, you, you watch a game, an NBA game or a WNBA game and you can call it work. That's pretty cool. So, um, so yeah. Do you watch the finals? The uh, WNBA finals. Oh yeah. You watched them. Oh yeah. What do you think? Uh, well, you know, I was, I was watching Chicago early in the season, and I even had this conversation with Cheryl a few times. Like, man, if they get healthy, I mean, we know James can coach, and Yale Parker's great, and they have the great backcourt, and Vandersloot's exceptional, and Copper seemed to be coming. It was like I kept on thinking, mm-hmm. God, they could be really problematic. Yeah. And it was, and I could, then I'd look in the standings and go, yeah, maybe they're not a threat. And yeah. then, but I, I watched them a couple times late in the season. I'm like, God, the Lynx got a really bad draw. Here. Yeah, yeah, that was a tough one. I was at that game. Really? Were you at that game? Yes. Yeah, I was at that game, and you could kind of just see it was. Uh, it just wasn't. It was an afternoon game. It just wasn't. It was fun. It was just yeah. It was really. It was. It was strange and. Um, and it was also, you know, the, the uh, Vikings were playing right down the street. The Twins were playing right yeah. next door. And it just yep. felt, like, it felt like it was just another game when it should have felt like a playoff game. 
Well, and that's where I think we have to move to where it's it's a series. You know, yeah. I, you know, and you know, I, I thought about this before, and not just for for the for this particular time three and four, but that's a tough one when you. I mean, I think the Lynx went twenty-two and six after they started zero yep. and four. Yep. So you go twenty-two and six, and you get a one-game, you get a one-game deal, and, and and that's why it was just like so. And you, if you look at the, you know, Chicago is an exception, but you look at the teams who have won over the last bunch of years since they've changed the format. Um, you know, Lynx, uh, Mystics, um, Seattle. Um, when you get that that tub, you get that double buy. It's so big. Especially with the overseas thing too, people are playing, you know, year round. So it's um, like I said, Chicago is kind of the exception to everything you talk about because you, you, you know, as coaches, and I remember playing for, you know, for um, for all my coaches, and it was you're always kind of say you're always kind of told, well, you can't just turn it on at playoff time. You, it's what you're doing all year. It's what you're doing all year. And we tell our players this, you fall, you know, you um, learn this quote from the, the program, who's a really great group of um, kind of um, team consultants and things, ex-Navy SEALs, and kind of they come in and work with your team. You don't, you don't rise to the occasion. You fall back on your preparation. And so Chicago is 500 in the regular season, and then you just kind of tear – I mean, not necessarily just tear through everybody, but they, they, good, they looked though. really good start to finish in the playoffs. So they were kind of the exception, whereas, like, you're building this foundation all year – and then you might have a really talented team, and it's hard. You, you just you're you're taught you can't flip the switch. And I, like you said, when they were healthy, maybe that you know maybe if it was even ten games this year, they had that healthy group. They knew they could rely on that. So maybe that's what it was. And then they get to the playoffs, and obviously they look great um, in person against the Lynx um, that day. Um, Azariah Stevens, I thought she had a really really yeah. good playoffs. So that game for sure. She had a couple huge O boards, um, you know, against us. Um, but I just thought overall, too, as far as, you know, women's basketball and the level that, that those series were played at was, was really fun to see. Really um, some cool matchups and some fun. Um, it just they were, com- they were just, you know, competing. And um, it was a lot, of, a lot of fun to see. That's, that's for sure. Yeah, and Cheryl is a purist, so she doesn't always agree with me when I say things like this. But I, I thought the fact that. Parker is just such a big personality, and Tarasi is such a big personality, and they did it in Chicago. You know, I think personalities sell. That's what the NBA sells all the time, stars with big personalities. The WNBA has plenty of that, and he had two great ones on display. Uh, the basketball was great. The way the, uh, the fact that uh, I love the Chicago's ball movement in particular. Well, yeah, the, I mean, you have, you know, an you exceptional, yeah. you know, you have, you know, one of the greatest point guards ever. Yep. We won't. We won't do the list right now. <laughs> um, she's got a couple just, rings just to go, but she's, she's pretty good. She's pretty good. We won't we won't exactly rank them right now, but she's pretty good. So yeah, she's, she's really good. Number she's two. Really good. So she's um, not. Uh, no, I just, I don't want to get into that. I, we can't get into that. Somebody come and ask her who we the greatest point guard of all is. time is. Huh? No, we all know who number one is. Yep. Hopefully, she plays her nineteenth year. She's pretty good. Sue, okay, so, so we, went, the, we went to Sue Bird, the, and I was going to ask you about Sue Bird, because Sue Bird was great last night. And uh, Actually, I have one more thing. Yes. So, Coach T, so the game, game four, Chicago, down 14 in the third quarter. Did it remind you of your game five when you won? Because you're down, but you had a feel that you were going to win. So, yeah. 
So, so you guys were in that third quarter against Connecticut down 10. And I liked how you guys were playing too. And I, and I, and you just, he was the most calm he's ever been in a game five down 10 in the third quarter. Cause he knew just how they were playing, knew they were going to win. So I, I'm just thinking that to, to Chicago. Cause I'm like, they're down 14, but then it was just like, all of a sudden it's like, they just, you know, hung in, hung in Phoenix misses some layups you know maybe there's a little contact on some but it's finals <laughs> it's the finals you got to make those and um and so anyway it just reminded me of that that it's like when when teams like when teams have it they just when they're on that run and then Chicago has the motivation that they'd never I mean Candace had won and I think that was it from that roster I that thought, had won I a championship so. Candace had won and obviously right down the street here in 2016 um and um you know for for that one it was like Sloot, Quiggs, um you know Copper, Stevens, Steph. None of those guys had ever won before. Now they were they got to there in 2014 and lost to Phoenix. And so just not ever having that there's just something that you can't make that up, that motivation. You can't duplicate it even when you go every year we'd come back. I mean for the whole decade, we tried to repeat every single season, you, and you can't duplicate that kind of motivation, that desperation when you haven't when you haven't won. And they had that. So obviously, Diana has won, and um, Brittany Griner has won. Um, you know, those are kind of the two big ones from from that. Um, you know, from the team in 2014. So I just think, yeah, Chicago just they just had it. They got on a run. How about how was Stephanie Dolson's summer? Yeah. Win the three on three. Yep. So she's the only one that won a gold medal and a, and a um, WNBA championship in one summer. So she wins a three-on-three because there was no other Olympian, I don't think, on Chicago on the 12-person you know, roster. No, you're right. These Kansas didn't make it. That's right. Right. So you talk about Steph Dolson, who is out here set, you know, just playing her role, great passer, great screener, can shoot it, had two huge finishes in that last minute, two down the paint. And I just am like, oh, what a summer for her to win the gold in the first ever three-on-three, three, and then to win the WNBA championship is pretty cool. Yeah, I got to cover the three-on-three three in, uh, in, in Tokyo. What th- would you think of that? It's wild, isn't it? I liked it because... Oh, yes. Well, you got to come to the mic. By the way, we have a, among <laughs> our, Coach T among our special Dolson. guests, Mike Tebow, the uh, great WNBA coach, his daughter Carly all-time is one of, all-time winningest history. coach in yep. WNBA, and Carly, his uh, daughter, is a, an assistant. On, she's coming up here in a little bit. Yes, she is. Carly's coming up here in a little in bit. Fact, she got a big. Yeah, anytime she, she wants, we have some stuff we want to talk to her about. She's it's, finishing her salad right now, but then we'll it's, have her. We'll it's have no her. You rush. Know, no rush no for rush. either of you, but whenever either of you want to pop up, you can, and you don't. Carly's got a big event this weekend. Yes, and she's going to tell us yeah, all about it. she's going to tell us all about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be great. So I liked three-on-three three because it reminded – you know, I was never a very good basketball player, but I loved playing pickup Me ball. Me either. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, we have so much in common. <laughs> uh, and, but I, that's what I loved about pickup basketball is just – You could just follow people, and they were going to call it. Yes, that. Because that's what three-on-three three was. So oh, I it was, was uh, Yeah, I went out. It was out really and, physical. Yeah, I'm on the um, – I'm on the selection committee for USA Basketball oh, for three-on-three cool. three for several, for a lot of years to come now. And so I went out um, in – what was that? Remember when that was, Carly? Was that in June when I was out? Or was it May? Yeah. There was a three-on-three three tournament in, in Springfield at the Basketball Hall of Fame. It was really, really cool. And they there was a you know, bunch of teams that came in and played, and so this first time I ever saw three-on-three, three and you got to – there's no hiding in three-on-three. Yeah, and it's one quarter of just intense. I mean, you got to be in great shape too. Yeah. So, 
but they do not call any fouls. No, I mean, we think so it's physical true. at times in five on five, and there's nobody calling any fouls in that. You got to really take it hard, hard in the paint in three on three. They, which is which is great, and it's fast pace, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, it seemed like almost invented for Kelsey Plum. You know, just physical, quick. Yep, her Alicia Gray. Shoot it. Yeah, Alicia, Alicia Gray. Great. You know, um, so yeah, we're actually gonna do we're gonna do some of that tomorrow. In, in, uh, in workouts tomorrow morning, we're going to do a lot of, a lot of three-on-three breakdown. We have, um, like, a weights and individual day tomorrow, so we're going to do a lot of three-on-three of our actions that we do. Uh, we're going to play a lot of three-on-three tomorrow, a lot of breakdown stuff. So it should be, um, should be fun. I think the players will be, look forward to it. You mentioned Gino earlier. Hey! You did, get, you did have a chance to be uh, in the Olympics with Gino. You're around Gino, Cheryl, Tarasi, Bird, what was that like? I mean, I know I've talked to you about it before, but I never get tired of hearing about those people. You know, I think, I think being around um, Sue and Diana, I just I tried to watch as much as I could when I made the team. Actually, backtrack. I was it was 2008, and I was at a USA basketball camp, and I had injured my eye, and I wasn't in the actual practices, but I was just there. And then the team was taking off to go. Um, this was kind of the start of like Gino taking over um, USAB, and so that was the first time I had kind of seen, you know, how he kind of operated and what and, and what he what were his like non-negotiables and what he really valued. And so um, everybody came to the circle, you know, jerseys tucked in, shoes tied, everybody ready to go. And if you if you weren't you know, you weren't going to be, you weren't going to be at camp much longer, I'll tell you that. And these were pros, some of the best of the best. And then fast forward two years in 2010, I make the 2010 team, the world championship team. And so this is the year that, that Seattle won um, their, uh, they won the championship that year. So Sue and like Swing Cash, they came a little late. Um, I think I'm trying to think who else made the playoffs that year that kind of came in a little bit late. But once, um, you know, once they got there, you can and just kind of watching how how they how like Sue and Diana uh, just carried themselves, you know, and then it just was um, it was interesting to see because there's just a difference of how when you're a champion, like how you carry yourself and how you're going to get to be a champion again. And so they just kind of had it because, you know, they won in college. They, at that point, they had each one in the WNBA. And so just trying to watch kind of how they went about their business, going into shoot-around, going into practices, leaving practice, getting on the bus, all those things. And there's a lot of expectations. You know, they're the starting backcourt of the USA basketball team. We win in 2010, and then WNBA, we win in 2011. And I remember I was named to the 2012 team. That off, like that WNBA offseason, I was in Prague playing overseas. And so we win in 2012, 2010, sorry. We win in 20, like 2010 is USA Basketball, 2011 is WNBA. And all of a sudden I've got, you know, you have a bigger target on your back and now there's more expectations. And I just remember coming to training camp and I was named to the Olympic team and I was thinking about all these other things and this and that. And I remember at a terrible training camp and a couple of really bad preseason uh, exhibition games. And just, and that's where Cheryl kind of, you know, she brought me in and was, you know, kind of just talked about how I was always the underdog my whole life, you know, never went to state in high school, um, AAU finished second in state, um, went to the final four, 
didn't didn't win first two finals in in Connecticut we made it but didn't so I was always the underdog in the in my whole life you know I keep fighting and now now you win how do you how do you keep that same mentality but you've won you know of like you just as always I'd never won so I'm scratching a claw and fighting for everything well now you've won so but now what and so learning from Sue and Diana after how to carry yourself in that manner like a champion every day and this is just how you go about it and there's a lot of expectations, but just kind of watching them and, and kind of learning from them. And then, of course, um, we win in 2012, and I'd have, I feel like I had a really – I had more of an impact on that team than I did in 2010. Um, so I, I kind of feel like I, I kind of worked through it. And then um, it just kind of became – I don't know, just kind of how I, – I hope I carried carried myself as, as I played and, you know, carry myself now is just this is this is kind of what it is. And, you know, kind of carrying that – that weight, but it's also like a badge of honor and carrying that confidence as well. It also seems like Sue Bird handles everything she deals with, just with so much class, so much professionalism. Yeah, yeah, she's she's special, and there's no doubt. I mean, yeah, she and, and uh, I mean, she was on with, you know, no offense to you guys, but <laughs> she's. I think she was on with the, like the, the Mannings, Mannings last yeah, night. That's you know? a little so bit of an upgrade. Like, yeah. So I mean, sorry, Brandon. Brandon. Jim. He's kind of like Eli. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Maybe Cooper. Maybe yeah. Cooper. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, and she does the, I don't know, whatever their let's play hockey for the Kraken. You right. know, she does it's that the, the other night. So, thing, she's, yeah. Um, so yeah, but um, she's not, I, every time I text her, she always responds. She's never, she's not too busy to respond to a text. And she's probably the one from the national, that national scene that I probably kept in the most close contact with. So, um no, she's awesome. She's awesome. She, what she's done to stay in shape and keep her body at this level is just, I mean, it's unbelievable, you know. I tried. I tried for a while, and that's why I say now I'm coaching. And it's got a different seat on the bus. Uh, while we're talking about memories, one of the coolest things I've been able, I was able a to do. A trip down memory lane. A trip down memory lane. We're going to stay. Remember after our first championship? That's what I was going to say. You were the first person that I talked to, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I really wish. I, my, I always I remember that conversation. Yeah, I really wish my newspaper sent me to all your finals. But in that case, it was your <laughs> first year back, your, your, yeah. your first championship. 2011 in Atlanta. 2011 in Atlanta. Yeah. You guys slipped. And it was so obvious from the first game that you were the better team. You're going to win it. So what? I'm, we were oh, down yeah. at half every game. But you could tell. I mean, just the way you guys are methodical. At least I remember writing Simone, after game well, one. Well, Simone was just Simone so, was great. Yeah, yeah, she was. And Maya was hard to guard. And everything. Yeah. You, you guys are deep. And yeah. Moan was the reason we won that one. She there's had a great no, I mean, series. She was I mean, the she's one of the reasons we won all of them. But that series was... She was the star, no question. She was unbelievable. Yep. Oh yeah, I remember that conversation talking to you afterward, yeah. and just you know, you you at the you 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 were very friendly, but you were also very reserved and cautious. You came back and you kind of had loosened up, and I'd never seen you quite like that though. Mm. There was a little <laughs> champagne going on, I think. <laughs> might have been, might have been. Yeah, that um, that was fun. I mean, I had no idea even what to do. I mean, we we you know come in and there's it's like. Now what? I don't know. We won, and <laughs> yeah, there's. And then next thing you know, you're just like got champagne in your eyes and this and that. And it's like that was pretty nuts. You know, the teams now. It's but see, here's the thing too. So I never wanted to show up to a finals game where you could win the championship and have those goggles. Uh huh. Because I don't want to jinx it. Yeah. Now they all do the ski goggles or the sky. What are they? Ski goggles. Ski yeah. goggles. 
I was like, nope, hopefully we win, so it's, the champagne is going to burn in my eyes. Um, but now everybody's got all these, these things on, and I'm like, I just never wanted to show up because I didn't want to assume we were going to win. Right. Can't count your eggs before they're scrambled, you know? I think that's Hatched, the same. That. Yeah, we're going to go with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun, though. I remember, because, yeah, we had been, there were so many, like, big moments you'd covered and, and been at, and we broke through and won, and even that year, just as we were kind of ascending in the in the Western Conference at the time, to then, yeah, to actually break through and just be like, wow, that just happened. It was like, it's just, you know, you think, like, there's such surreal moments of your life when you actually break through and win, and, um, yeah, that that's, like, your first, you know, that winning that one, the first one, and then probably, like, the last in 2017, just because so much went into that. It was, like, a year of... You know, in 2016, if we win, we go back to back. Mm -hmm. And then you're kind of like, so we went, we would have won 11, 13, 15, 16. Then you're kind of like, well, we went back to back. Like what? Well, I guess a three-peat, but what's like, what's that? What's next? And we lose. And I remember like, we, I don't even think that year we did. I don't even think we did. Like every year, like Cheryl would do exit interviews and things. I don't even think we did them. I think everybody was just so depressed, to be honest with you. Like I, I remember me and Maya, we went and had dinner um, down, the, down the street at a nice place um, up over here. And we kind of just, it was like a therapy session. It was like three nights after we, after we lost. And I, the, after that, I, I didn't really leave my house for like a month. I couldn't watch sports. It was the year that the Cubs won. Yeah. And I finally was like, I think it was game seven. Did they go to seven games? Yep. I finally, because I was like, okay, this is historic. I'm going to watch this. But I, I got, felt like I was going to throw up the whole time. I felt sick to my stomach to lose a championship on a buzzer beater and then I have it to win it miss wide left you know Minnesota <laughs> glory and all my Minnesota glory I go wide left for the loss that's the first that's time never, I've ever heard that no, oh my god <laughs> but so then once we kind of picked ourselves up off the mat um, we kind of all banded together again and I remember me and Maya went and trained <coughs> excuse me in, uh, in Florida together for a week Went and trained in Florida. Um, before that, me and Becky were training here. Um, she was kind of starting to get, you know, kind of so, you know, off the court stuff going here. And then Becky got a contract overseas. Moan was, Moan, who knows what Moan was doing? No one ever knows what Moan's doing. Moan, I think, was back in Louisiana, or she might have still been overseas for like one more, one more year. And then Syl was still overseas doing her thing. But we all kind of like banded back together and started working out around Thanksgiving. So it went from, it was like a process from like Thanksgiving. So November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August. I think the finals were in September. No, the finals, the game five was October 4th because it's my sister's yeah. birthday. <laughs> I always tried to plan that big events for me on other people's <laughs> birthdays and things. And so we, uh, so it goes, it's a 10, it's kind of like you go from letting yourself feel terrible about that loss and I tell my players now say don't be like me I'm in the video standing there watching you know blocking out Essence Carson who was near the three-point line what is she gonna do I should have just ran in there and at least deflected it away from NECA stand there and watch the championship get lost don't be me you know and so go rebound right and um but yeah after we uh, <laughs> after we Dusted our yeah, I was mad too that that game. But after we dusted <laughs> ourselves off and 
got back together. Then it was like we get to game five and it's like, well, we can't lose this twice to them. And and we and we didn't, but and then so that was like the next one that was just like, oh my god, we, this is just like a I mean, a lifetime goes into it, but a full year of just like thinking about this one game to beat them. And it came down to that and we it's such a great series. And we won. Too. It was a great series. It was a great series. Yep. Yep. All right, but they they almost had us in game 4. Yeah. Out there. They that's, really had us in game 3. I mean, that's that's we where terrible. I look at, you know, coaches in your sport and great players in your sport. My god, it's like any little thing can beat you. Just, yeah. you know, like I said, one missed block out, one tip, you know, one tip pass, anything can beat you. Yep. It's us, you know, a uh, uh, missed shot clock violation. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But well, you know, it wasn't meant. We didn't we actually didn't we had several times where we could have put them away and we didn't. So we didn't we didn't deserve that one. That's what it is. Basketball is like the ultimate karma game. You get what you ball put in lie. and you Yeah, ball don't lie. Yeah. You get what you put in and you the, the game knows somehow it knows. Like when you don't close out hard to you know, or you don't box out, good things aren't necessarily didn't they're definitely not gonna happen for you, good for you offensively. But when you do everything and dot all the I's and cross all your T's, then usually good things happen. Let me do a little business here. Then let's have Carly come up if she yeah. would uh, and join us. I want to let you know that we appreciate our sponsors who help us uh, help us keep growing the network. We have tons of good sports content, tons of outdoor content, some specialty shows. We're going to add a couple big names to the network here in the next month. Uh, we want to thank Rudy, Rudy Luther Toyota. Ready for a women-forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage. 10 cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, Luther Advantage warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles. Located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. And also would like to thank uh, All Energy Solar. Summer goes by faster than you expect, as you know. Before you know it, construction and solar installation season is over. Get on the calendar with All Energy Solar and get your energy-efficient system installed to take advantage of 2021 solar incentives. Going with All Energy Solar means no more renting your power from the utility company. You'll be in control of your energy costs and will save lots of money. So stop renting your power. Go green with All Energy Solar. Book your appointment today at AllEnergySolar.com. Um, also, like to tell you about my realtor, Cara Quinn. You can find her at Cara Quinn Realtor. Uh, you can also fi find her at Vibe Realty. Uh, she's about all the right things. She's also great at her job. We are using her now. She helped us find a piece of land we didn't know existed. She's also an interior decorator. She and her husband have interior decorating, uh, so she has a great eye. You know, I don't know what I'm doing, and she has helped me a lot. She and, she and my wife talk about this stuff. I don't know what they're talking about, but they're, they're doing a good job. Uh, but she's a great human being, great person to deal with, someone I trust implicitly. And that's who you want to deal with when you're making a life-changing decision. Check her out at caraquinrealtor.com. And, of course, we want to thank Lori Ramsey of Successful Marketing Group, successfulmarketinggroup.com. She helps promote women's sports. She helps promote all the right things. She helps uh, promote the Cheryl Reeve Show. She's here tonight. Thank you so much, Lori. We do appreciate it. Uh, why don't you introduce she, your special guest here? She usually likes say my tweets, Lori? too. She, she does like your tweets. tweets. Who doesn't like your tweets, though? Everybody loves your tweets, I don't know Lindsay. about that. i got to get my followers up. 
we'll work well, on that. I was actually going to ask a question to you about is, okay. how's, is the housing market still like, you know, you put a house it's on crazy. for like 36 seconds and it's gone? It's or absolutely bonkers. In fact, we started, so my wife was looking, working like north of the cities. We really missed being close to the city. She got a club, job closer to the city so we can live close to the cities, not that far from the U, so it'll be an easy commute to your games. And we were looking around, we we're like, my God, everything's twice as expensive as we thought it would be. Literally twice as expensive. And that's when that's when Carl was like, well, like, you know, a piece of land, and you might be able to get a better house. And like, oh, that was we had idea. no idea. Yeah. We had no idea. And so we're going to build a house, which means my wife's going to be happy, and it means I can just stay completely out of the process where I belong. Ah. And, uh, and yeah, so the housing market is bonkers, but we're pretty happy with where we ended up. Good. Yeah. Well, I'm happy for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Speaking of happy, is your mic on? Is my mic on? Your mic yeah, is on. Yeah, she's good. She's good. She's good. Uh, so Introduce Carly, please. I, yes. So, so me and Carly have known each other for... Going on 18 years, I think. 18 wow. years. How'd you guys meet? 18 years in, the, in Connecticut. So, uh, Carly, I think probably at uh, your parents' house playing Jenga or playing PlayStation or something like that, hanging out. Um, I was, uh, the year I had, well, actually, so 2004, I get drafted. And, um, and then 2006, I have ankle surgery. I basically moved in to, uh, to the Tebow household ah. and, and, and hung out. So I went to, all, went to most, most of your games that year, your high school games. And um, she was just awesome, work, you know, working um, with the team and making sure at that time we had everything we needed and she's still now making sure that we all have everything we need so carly tebow dudanis and i always joke that she was uh my dad's favorite daughter at that time in life because she was getting him 15 and 5 most nights and i was not <laughs> not true not true was she a good, was she a good house guest oh yeah she was great she was like the older sibling that uh that seemed like she just had always been there so equally as competitive um fit right in. I think she was in a lot of my uh, high school homecoming photos. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, there was a, there's a lot of really good memories in, in that house. That was such a great house. I love that house. Yeah, so we'd um, go, that year we'd go, it was either Carly's games or Eric's games, and then it was like pizza or, or um, Chinese food at, back at the mm -hmm. Tebow household to kind of rehash things. It was awesome. It was, uh, other than having ankle surgery, it was, it was good, but no. Uh, obviously, Carly's uh, awesome. Uh, such a good coach. Um, we're just we're we're lucky to have her, um, and you know we know she's had a ton of su success um, everywhere she's been, and been in two championship games with Mississippi State, and um, and so we're we're just working every day to uh, um, have those memories created here at the U of M, and um, she's great. She works a lot with our with our guards. Um, She's a great, great recruiter. Um, she's great defensive mind, and just uh, she does so much for our program. She's just been, she's been unbelievable. So, and she's, she, you know, enjoys, um, you know, coming out for a, a nice, nice salad and a nice evening out in the town. <laughs> I'm just here, here she for is. the salad and pizza. <laughs> she's here for the salad and za. Well, we do, do appreciate you coming out tonight. No, thank, thank, you. thank you for having me. What was the conversation like when uh, Lindsay called you about the job? When do I start? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited that I've been a part of this and love working for Lindsay. Um, you know, great, great basketball mind, but an even better person. Um, and, you know, for me, I just, I, I thought it was a, a great next step. Um, 
as far as wanted to, to come build something special here with Lindsay. I've seen it done. You know, I was in, I was going into high school when she did it um, as a player here, and so you know you can you can do it and you can build it. Um, and if you build it, people will come. And there's a, a lot of great talent in the area, and just really wanted to to build something special with with people that you that you love and care care about. Um, and so it's it's been the best move I've I've ever made. And my husband and I love it here and and love the family that we've that we've built uh, within our program as well. How's Blake doing? He's good. He's uh, got late practice tonight. Otherwise, be, he'd be say, here for the, the pizza and salad, too. He usually doesn't turn down pizza. No, he does not. <laughs> and, and tell me about college football for a cure. Oh, thank you for asking. Yeah, we're, we're looking forward to this Saturday. Um, we are hold, hosting a watch party um, at Huntington Bank at the, in the M Club room. Um, and it's for Cystic Fibrosis, the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Um, it's a, a cause that's near and dear to, to our family's hearts. Um, my, my dad lost five brothers and sisters growing up uh, to cystic fibrosis. And it's, um, you know, it's just a, a disease that um, really affects your lungs and some other, some other respiratory um, parts of your body. And they're working towards a cure. And so we are hosting a watch party. It's uh, $50 a ticket. You get um, food, um, you know, all you, can, all you can drink soda, and then two, two drink tickets as well. Um, and then an open cash bar after that um, with your $50. And there'll be an awesome um, silent auction, some raffle items, some fun things going on as well. There's some really cool auction items that, um, that'll be really neat. So um, everyone, everyone, anyone, everyone is welcome. Um, it'll be a, a really neat event to, if you just want to watch the game with some folks or um, be a part of a really cool cause. And what's the best way they can reach you or reach, reach uh, someone who can help them with this? Uh, yeah, so if you go to any of my social media pages, at CT at C-T-B-O-W. Um, the link is on all of my bios on my Instagram and Twitter um, and can click the link and uh, buy tickets it. there. <laughs> you me? should retweet it. I have. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I will again. But right. yes, I definitely have. I think it's a, gr- it's a great cause. I appreciate you doing it. Uh, so you don't have any like funny or you know good stories about Lindsay you want to share at this particular moment oh man I mean you, you got to have a little dirt right <laughs> where do I start you know <laughs> I think I think that's one of the the things that I love so much about working with Lindsay and working with our staff is that every single day is, is filled with some laughter even on the even on the tough days we find ways to still enjoy each other and enjoy what we're doing and enjoy the process but we definitely don't fall short in laughs um I think, you know, looking back to those early days in Connecticut, some of my favorite, uh, one of my funniest memories, I think, is when uh, we were playing, I think, backyard volleyball at a team uh, picnic. And uh, Coach Way, you know, Coach Way's a, a big family person. We're all obviously, basketball is a family thing for us. And so I think we were having some type of cookout or something at our house. And the whole Whalen family was in from Minnesota. And so we were playing some, uh, some backyard volleyball. Volleyball, yeah, it's volleyball. And, you know, if you put a ball and if you put a ball involved in anything with the the Waylands and the Tebos, it's going to get competitive. And um, I think at one point, Coach Way body slammed her youngest brother to get to a, a ball and save it and keep it in play. So <laughs> that you know that just tells you everything you need to know right there about about Coach Way and her competitiveness. But there was a full body slam of a younger brother uh, in the moment, and you know that's why I love her. <laughs> well, let's hope he learned something from that. He did. <laughs> He did. He learned to hustle, move your feet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. uh, Yeah, that was uh, my whole family came out, and there's a lot of us. So, so yeah, it definitely, definitely was a lot of fun. Love a good visit from the Whalen fam. Yeah, yeah, and they cherished um, the times coming out to Connecticut and seeing, um, you know, different part of the country and. Um, you know, we like to eat, so, you know, seafood is good and hot lobster rolls and all that stuff. So 
some good times, that's for sure. Love the Whalen fam, and they've taken me in here as well, so love, love that. Love the whole fam. Why don't both of you tell me about your roster and your expectations for this year? What, what, what are your strengths? So, um, returning, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of returners, 12 of 13, you know, from last year's team, uh, you know, four newcomers. If you consider, you know, um, you know, Katie who played last year, um, as a high school senior, we have 12 of 13 back. So we have some really good, really good continuity, some really good familiar, familiarity. That's a good one. Plus um, with what, with our system and what we're doing, uh, both both offensively and de- defensively. So we, we have a group that, um, you know, has been fun to watch go from recruiting um, them as seniors in high school to now they're juniors in college as far as our, our junior class. And then Diva's been with us um, for all four years that we've been here. So we have some really good continuity with our, with our roster and a couple of, of really um, young, talented players as well. So, um, you know, Right now, uh, you know, two players who are, are seeing some really valuable time um, in practice have been a couple of our grad transfers as well, and Deja Winters and, and Bailey Helgren, who's Deja's from, originally from Cleveland, played at North Carolina A&T for her undergrad. Now she's come, come here, uh, was an all-conference player in that conference, and a big goal of hers is to continue to play basketball after this year professionally. And uh, so to come and play in the Big Ten is something that she uh, really – uh, wanted to do and then Bailey gets to come home for a year you know she's from Edina goes to Kansas for her undergrad and now she's she's here um, on our team so those two add some real veteran experience and depth for us so um, so yeah it's um, I, yeah I don't I don't know it's 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 a fun group like I said it's a fun group to be around and um, you know back to work tomorrow but um, did I miss anything? No, I, I would just, you know, add on that, the, like you said, the depth is something that we haven't seen yeah. since we've yep. been here, especially yep. at the, the five spot, at the five position. We haven't had depth at that position, and we haven't had necessarily depth at that kind of three spot, so we've, we've added that, and I think that'll allow us to kind of continue to grow in ways that we want to grow. And Carly, growing up in a coaching family, when did you realize you wanted to coach? I don't think I ever realized when I didn't want to coach. I think I've always so wanted to it? coach. Yeah, yeah, I think I started um, – kind of in a psychology major in college, thinking I would kind of go the sports psych route if for some reason coaching didn't work out. Um, but I think that's kind of what I've always known. Once I realized that I was going to be done growing at five foot four and never really be that athletic, that I probably should, you know, find something to do after playing. And that was that. <laughs> She's not giving herself enough credit. She, I, we, I mean, we, you haven't been out there as much this year because we Hallelujah. have. But you, no, she's good. Let me tell you, she's good. So she, her, she played a lot last year, and for sure, our first two years, she would get out there and great shooter, great shooter, hustle. I mean, can handle it, smart, great communicator. She's a really, she's a very good player, very good basketball player. So she's not giving herself enough credit. <laughs> she, she's just like, she's a great shooter. But my body is very thankful that I'm not doing that every day anymore. And she's, yeah, and she's ha- we're happy that she doesn't have to practice as much I, as well. I used she to can love coach. playing pickup ball, and I, they got to a certain age, and uh, it was just ankle sprains and turnovers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, was, that was me sometimes, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, shoot arounds in Penn State, they'll get you. Yeah. Yeah, it was a mistake to to wear running shoes. (laughs) Oh, that is the worst. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I still remember that. That was so bad. My left ankle will never be the same. I know. I know. (laughs) I've had that experience. 
Uh, so while I have both of you here, let's, you know, one thing Cheryl and I talk about a lot about is the, the state of women's sports, progress in women's sports, as well as, you know, progress in society and everything else. Uh, NWSL just are building their first stadium in Kansas City. Uh, we are seeing progress on certain fronts. WNBA ratings are up. The, the quality of the game is fantastic. Uh, I think, you know, we saw great women athletes in, in the Olympics as we always do, but I think they're appreciated maybe even more than they used to be. What, but what, that's me talking. What's your thought on the state of women's sports, state of women's basketball right now? I think, I mean, like you said, it's, it's as good as it's ever been. Um, I think everyone's been saying it, but you put, you put women's sports on TV and people are going to watch. You know, the, the exposure is better than it's ever been between television, social media, um, and, it, and there's still room for growth. But, you know, it's been proven time and time again that you, that you put it on television and people will watch between the Final Fours, the WNBA Finals, um, and then all the traction that it's gotten on social media and different platforms. So, um, like you said, if you, if you give people an opportunity and a, an ability to watch it, people will. And I think just to, to, to have the backing, have, you know, have support, and I, and I think, um, you know, if, if you, like Carly said, if you put it on, on TV, but if you... Um, if you really truly invest and and you really work work towards something, um, you know it, it can be done. And so it's it's been a it's been a really you know interesting you know couple years uh, being being in it, and then then also seeing you know from the NCAA tournament last year, and obviously we're seeing some traction on making things um, you know a little more uh, you know I guess equitable. As far as um, as far as like March Madness and things like that go, but you know we all saw it. We all saw the some of the um, you know just you know disparities or, or however you want to say it. So it's um, there's there's no doubt it's an exciting time to be a part of um, women's athletics and women's sports. And this year's the the 50th anniversary of Title IX. Uh, we have the Final Four here in Minnesota, in downtown Minneapolis, a place that. I couldn't think of a better place to have the Final Four on this anniversary of, of Title IX. And, and we know that, that we're here because there's been so many pioneers that have come before us. And it's so, you know, just, you know, my generation of the WNBA, hopefully that propels to more, you know, financial back, just, you know, expansion, things like that. Hopefully that we just continue to make it better and better. And so, like I said, with, with how... When I played here at the U, um, with how we were supported so well, with the links, how we were supported so well right here in downtown, you know, I think it's going to be a great event to have the Final Four here. So, like I said, I couldn't think of a better city that um, that has supported women's sports more than than Minnesota and the state of Minnesota. So, um, so it should be a lot of fun that, that the event and and like I said, it's a fun time to be a part of part of women's sports where. Um, we're seeing a lot of breakthroughs and a lot of uh, a lot of really good things. I think I thought it was also very noticeable, at least on social media and among people I I talked to, that as the the WNBA playoffs were going on this year, it was like everybody was begging for pregame and postgame shows, and everybody's begging for better time slots. And you know, I, was, yeah. I, I still we talked about it earlier. I thought, like, God. You know, if the Lynx is going to have one home playoff game, it shouldn't be opposite a Vikings game. You know, baseball doesn't even compete well with, with football. You shouldn't put a growing sport up against it. So I, I feel like there are all these little tweaks that could make a huge difference. 
Yeah, and I think exp I've, I think league league expansion, and then I think you know playoff expansion yep. as well for the WNBA. I think that having that where it's you know it's it's tough because there's you know this the season with with overseas and things. I'm and not you know I'm you know kind of outside looking in now, but the at some point we got to stop talking about a great game five and talk about a game seven, you know. And so so I think there's so many areas that we can continue to expand and I think right now there's there's 12 teams there I mean that like they I know it's coming and I know it takes a lot more than just saying it but there's so much talent that that more teams more longer playoff series I think and it's coming it's just we, we can see like yeah, it's um it's when you watch the games it's pretty obvious that that stuff should be coming and it just you know it just continues to take you know, people investing and um, dedicating themselves to it. And I know there's a lot of great people doing that. It's just, it's going to be fun to see as it continues to grow. I think locally one of the hopes is, you know, who knows how Mark Lawyer will do with the Timberwolves, but he does seem interested, very interested in the Lynx and in the fact that the Lynx have been so successful. And I know Cheryl told me at one point, he texted her like, why, why are WNBA salaries so low? In other words, his idea was this is somebody who invests in things first and grows them, yeah. which needs to be the – you can't sit around waiting for it to make money. You need to invest in it and grow it. And if you have owners with that attitude, things could happen pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, – there's no question. I'm sure he, he likes walking into the arena and seeing banners up there. That always helps, you know. And so when you have a winning product, it's, it's – there's, there's no question. So, um, so, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for, for, all, for all of what you mentioned. Cheryl also said that we should speak into existence that the Gophers will be in the Final Four in Minneapolis. That would, yeah, that, <laughs> hey, you know, it's, um, that's, you know, it's obviously, that's everyone's dream. It's everyone's goal. That's everybody's, to, to be able to do that. It's, um, you know, both Carly and I have gotten, have gotten to do it. She took it one step further and got all the way to the finals. But um, there's no question we're working for it every day, and it's something that we don't we don't talk about it a lot because we're just focused on like what we're doing right now, and we're at such a crucial part of of our season, kind of finishing out our, our training camp here with uh, with our exhibition game on Sunday. But um, but yeah, there's no question that it's it's here. It's been something that we've we've talked about and thought about a lot, and um, we're working for it every day, no question. So I'm going to give each of you a chance to offer a final thought on any topic you want. I mean, anything, throw out anything. I'm going to do a few thank yous here. We do want to thank, again, our producer, Brandon Morton, who holds all this together, all of our sponsors who have helped Talk North grow. Uh, again, you can follow us on Twitter at Talk North Pod to see all the show times and see all the shows as they are released. Best way to listen to this show or any show on the network is subscribe to your favorite podcast app. Cheryl will be back next week, and we will be uh, setting up a a live show for Cheryl here at the downtown Pizza Luce sometime in November. Reminder, pizzaluce.com, the downtown location. They have the butternut squash pizza back. They are hiring kitchen managers, restaurant managers. They're offering bonuses. You already know the pizza's great, the food's great, the hang is great. So please support Pizza Luce whenever you can. Carly, you got a final thought for me? Yeah, I think you, you kind of talked a little bit about the, the state of women's sports, and I just kind of wanted to add on, you know, I, I truly believe if you can't, see it you can't be it and you know for me Lindsay was one of those people for me to see somebody as a professional women's athlete and that was I mean that you're talking about 17 18 years ago um same thing it was the first time that I'd seen a female coach before in a professional manner and so I just think it's so important what you guys are doing um you know what there's so many people across the the media outlets that are doing 
amazing things to lift up women's sports and women in sports. Um, and I think, it, it, you know, you cannot put a price on who you're impacting and who, whose lives you're changing because of that. Um, and, and, you know, that's Lindsay did that for me, other coaches that she played for, um, for my dad. My dad had female assistants. You know, you just cannot um, undervalue those people and, and the, the roles that they play in young people. I'll interrupt before Lindsay's final thought. I'll, I also wanted to get to something else. Are we going to see a women's NBA head coach soon? And if so, who do you think it might be? I hope so. Ooh. I mean, Becky's been in the yeah. pole position for yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah. There's, I, yeah, I mean, yes, I, th I, th I think so. I mean, when it's hard to say. And like you said, I think Becky Hammond, um, you know, coaching uh, with the Spurs forever. It's obviously, a great organization. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I mean, Coach T might actually know more, you know, on that. On that, um, you know, being at the professional ranks for so long. But it's definitely it's trending. It's trending that way. And I, I think there's. I mean, there's there's women amongst several staffs in um, in the NBA now. I know Christy Tolvers with uh, the Mavericks, um, Barbara Turner is with the um, Houston Rockets. We have obviously Becky um, is uh, I, I want to say I know Lindsey Harding was with the Raptors for a time. Um, I know I'm missing a few. Um, so, do you, can you think of any? Any? Okay. I know there's a. Yeah. I know there's a lot of. Um, uh, um, Teresa Weatherspoon is with uh, the Pelicans, and I know Swin Cash is in their front front office. Asia Jones is in the front office with um, the Portland Trailblazers. So, so it's going to happen because it's just. But now we're seeing more opportunities, and then eventually there'll be a breakthrough. I think. I think. I don't know. What do you think, Coach? You think? You think so? I, yeah. I think that there will be. I mean. I don't know. Just take somebody to give them an opportunity. <laughs> What's interesting yep. is it seemed like Cheryl was the number one candidate for that, and then she becomes the general manager. And it, it's feel you know even though Cheryl and I obviously just never comes out and talks about yeah. it bluntly, yeah. it just feels like she's just settled in here. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. She could. I mean, there's she no could, there's no doubt there's she no could question. do it. There's no question she the could. The question is, is um, does she view herself as the person who should break that barrier? I guess. You should be great at it. Yeah, there's no question she could. Um, but, yeah, it's, I don't know. Time will tell. Time will tell. It's, because, um, yeah, it's a, I mean, that's a different, I mean, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've witnessed the NBA from, you know, at, the, at you know, uh, Mayo Clinic Square right. and did a few games with, um, at the time, FSN, and kind of got to see a little bit of, of that world. And it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's obviously, it's, um, you know, it's a different, it's a different thing, but, um, I think, uh, eventually for, I, I think we will. What do you think? Uh, I, I don't know. It's so hard to predict when the, you know, the dam's going to break. Yeah. It feels like to me, Becky's going to be the first and it should happen soon, but I don't have a lot of confidence it's going to happen soon. It just should happen soon. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're kind of in that that area right yeah. now for sure and, and we've seen that you know unfortunately we've i mean the nba is more evolved than the nfl but we've seen that in the nfl where yep. you know effort after effort is made to present minority candidates but how many of them actually get hired and then right. how many of them right. actually get the benefit of the doubt when it comes to to firing you know yep. i mean yep. there are three black head coaches in the nfl it's ridiculous yeah and speaking you know nfl i know there's some uh, women coaches in the nfl yeah. in different and in different thing. areas and i know there's it's kind of you know, branching out to 
you know, to all sports, so, which is awesome because there's, um, there's so many brilliant minds out there that, yeah. that deserve that opportunity for sure, like, like Carly said. Any other final thought for me, Lindsay? Well, so I think, I think the cool thing um, about what, what, Carly's, what Carly's doing this weekend is, and, and I've had some, some history, my, um, my best friend from college, um, she works for Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, so she's very, um, very passionate. Kim Nelson was her name. Um, now it's Kim Damlow, <laughs> married name, and, and, and she's worked for, with CF for maybe 15, 10, 15 years. And so I've, I've gone to the, um, the gala here, the gala gala. Both work. Both. Um, here before, I've done some different, they've got some really cool events here. They've got um, um, uh, like a, a brewer's ball and like, a, a, you know, different events that they do. And I know they do some stuff um, over at the IDS and some different walks and things like that. And, and so, so I've gotten to, to know her and she's so passionate about, um, about her role and about continuing to improve the lives of people with CF and continuing to improve, um, you know, their life expectancy. And I, the thing I think with, with an event like this and from what I, and I'm no expert by any means, but that when you are donating, when you're giving the research is what is allowing people to live longer. And so you can literally have an impact like right on Saturday with how, with, with your donating, if you, if you're able uh, you can literally have an impact on like on the research and many many people's lives and and so that's just kind of what I've learned um, throughout the years of um, you know obviously having you know Carly and, and coach and it being so close to to their family and I you know kind of feel like I'm extended family so um, I feel passionate about it and then to have my best friend who works you know, for CF and just like every day is like working and like improving people's lives. I think you having coming to the event Saturday and even if you can't come, if you donate, if you're able, like you can really directly impact someone's life in a, in a much better way. So I think it'll be, it'll be great. Um, hopefully we get the win against Northwestern and we'll, we'll see, obviously try to go for four in a row big 10 games here now with um with pj and hopefully we keep rowing the boat which i know we i know we will and uh but it's going to be a great event and um i'm really looking forward to it well i really appreciate you doing this and being here it's it's great to see you again i promise it won't be such a long wait to our next uh, time together uh, carly thank you so much and Thanks thank so you for the, for all the good me. work you're doing and thank you all for being here and please give our guests uh, a nice round of applause thank you thank you all very much